Hey everybody, Ross, Clint, and Bill here for the episode three of Theologies. That's right, humorology. <laughs> yeah, where were you on hey, that one, Ace? that, Clint got distracted. <laughs> hey, you remember, it reminds me of, uh, of uh, uh, what is it, Billy Madison? Or was it, where were you on that one, dipshit? Yeah, where were you on Not that Billy one? Madison. Yeah, uh, no, it, it's, it's, uh, uh, it is Billy Madison. It's like, uh, where were you on that one? Happy asshole? Gilmore. Oh, it was Happy Gilmore. That yeah, 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 Happy Gilmore, Gilmore whenever yeah. it's like, yeah. Your turn. Shiny. He's, He's standing in front of the other guy trying to tee off. Shiny objects and bells. <laughs> Squirrels. All right, so humorology. Why are we doing an ology on humor? And I would tell you that one of the reasons we're doing an ology on humor is humor is, man, humor is an amazing and powerful tool. It's like a reset, and, and I think it's worth studying. I think humor is something that um, – kind of like music is somewhat universal, right? Like you can watch a foreign film and not have any kind of subtitles or anything like that and still laugh. Like I remember Amy and I watched, Vince Vaughn came out with this remake and it was about a French movie where a guy was a sperm donor and all of a sudden there was a suit to declassify who the contributor was. He ended up having like 340 kids, right? Oh my gosh. And the whole thing is... Um, it's in French, but it's funnier. It's right. almost funnier in French than than Vince Vaughn's version in English, right? So, so, and you've seen that, like working with foreign nationals, like, oh yeah, you just, oh, yeah. you can tell when someone's being funny. Whether and, yeah. and so for me, I, I think humor is a normalizer. Humor is a a reset button. Humor is kind of magical in a lot. I of say ways. what for me, humor is the opposite of Daddy just hit mommy at the dinner table. But at the same time, humor is daddy just hit mommy at the dinner table moment. <laughs> Come wow. on. Come on. Can I, I get it? I see, can I get it? I didn't oh. see where that one went. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that exhibited one of the core sub elements of humor, which is redirection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. sarcasm and it's... Uh, so there was there was a lot of elements there. You probably missed most I missed of them, Bill, because you're the least funniest guy here. Well, I've been told that before <laughs> by my wife. Um She's Absolutely, a she's a smart lady. She is a smart lady. I oh. think I think humor's cool because it can be super subtle, like super subtle, mm -hmm. or it can be just right in your face. Yeah, and, and it's. But I think there's something magic about it, right? Oh, there, there is. There absolutely is some magic about humor, and I think that without it, life would be so oh. much more horrible than, and tough than it already is. Yeah, because mm -hmm. life's tough. And if, if you can't laugh along the way, then life's going to be a whole lot tougher. Yeah. Um, so I love it. I And I I work hard at it. Um, and I don't do a very people good love, job of it, unfortunately. Pe but not. People love comedy like they love music. You know, you think about it, People are paying, literally, to go see a show. Sure. You know, a, a music show with, with gifted performers. And at the same time, they're paying to go see uh, somebody tell jokes. Yeah. You know, why is that? You know, because music is an escape. And you people, think about it, Kevin Hart filled a stadium full of 53,000 people. Unprecedented. As a, for a, co a comedian, yeah. 53,000 people, right? Absolutely. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's Aerosmith numbers. That's, Do you think yeah, how, absolutely. You know how hard it is to, like, be funny? It's like, oh, this guy's funny right here, you know? Um, and people are going there expecting, it's like, oh, this guy's supposed to be funny, you know? It's it's kind of twofold because people are going to laugh, <clears throat> excuse me, or then again people are also like this guy better be funny, and if he's not, yeah. then it's the exact opposite. It's a bomb. 
That's how that's Brian exactly Regan, right. Brian Regan starts his shows. Like everyone's like, all right, funny man, yeah. tell us some jokes. All right, yeah, I heard joke you got funny. some jokes. Joke yeah. <laughs> well, Bill, a lot of people who are listening to this don't know Bills in my history. Bills in my history goes back to when I was a teenager. There's a ministry called Young Life. And Young Life is this kind of parachurch ministry that just goes where kids who aren't going to go to church go. And one of the things I noticed and why everybody went is because the opening part of it was always just, I mean, the skits. The, to this day, really? I remember sure. some of the funniest skits I've ever seen in my life. Um, at the beginning of Young Life? Beginning, yeah, and no. it's like this normalizer. It's like this, huh. you have jocks, you have... You know, you have every demographic there a lot, but but all of a sudden you get like I, I think Mork and Mindy was funny for everybody. That's one of the things I thought was so cool about like Mash and Mork yeah. and Mindy and some of these other shows. These are shows that the whole family, you know, Archie Bunker, the whole family could sit down and watch all sure. the, the Muppets. Like I didn't until I got older and I started watching some of the old Muppets that I grew up watching as a kid. I right. didn't realize how funny it was for adults. Yeah, sure. It's, al- it's almost comedy is almost funnier when it's ubiquitous when it's a plot and you can apply it here there everywhere over all these demographics and all these age groups you know if it's if it's spread so evenly like that and people are laughing and you know it's good yeah where someone doesn't have to say the f word or talk about sex constantly in a a disgusting manner sure but when you have someone that enjoys that type of comedy sitting next to somebody who's maybe younger you know and they're both laughing just as hard then you know you've got something that's right timeless too i mean shakespeare has some hilarious yep. stuff in it. Like there's, there's, you know, you, you, if you're, a, if, if, and this would be fascinating. Maybe we'll do this for episode two. But I'm gonna go look at if you look at the shows. If you're a producer in Hollywood and you need to make money, what kind of show do you make? Do you make horror? Do you make romance? Do you make comedy? You comedy. And the consumption would tell you that people want to laugh and people want to, because yeah. life will make you cry, right? Sure. A lot of ways. And yeah. So you find a way to go. I mean, on deployment, we man, we watched action movies. To get us pumped up, right? And then we watched comedies, yes, to to kind of slow us back down. I had the same, I had the same experience, and it's almost like we sought that out. And mm-hmm. you could go through, and this was back in the day of DVDs, you know. And I had binders full of DVDs, but they were very polar, sure, polar opposite in the fact that one was like short, like Predator, yeah, right. We're gonna watch Predator before we go out. And then I'm going to watch well, the you, first dates whenever we come back. <laughs> be a, right. One of us is going to watch Strikes. You drop us in this meat grinder. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. So I think that that's very, you know, it, yeah. And definitely when we got back, it was never anything intense. Yeah. It was always something, like I said, Adam Sandler-esque, 51st Dates. Yeah. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison Joe type Dirt. stuff. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Hey, don't put an E it's on actually, the end. It's right. actually Joe Dirt. Just put an E. Don't put an E. Just church it up. Mm-hmm. I was at my friend's house up in Malibu. You, we got... You live in a boiler room. I got a couple places. <laughs> got a couple. My God, I forgot. It's no big deal. It's actually that Joe Dirt. I put an E on the end of it. It's no big deal. Don't church it Don't up. Don't you dirt. church it up, Dirt. You know, Kid Rock in that movie. You know, oh, like, oh my God, he's so funny. I don't think he's acting. No, when he's trying to read, is that what you're talking oh, yeah. about? <laughs> the, 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 Dear <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> Sounds about but, right. But I, but I think that may be some of the primal pieces of it i mean some of the primal pieces sure. of humor is like you know you need it and and i think the chemistry response to it right you look at endorphins you look at the dopamine you yeah. look at all that other stuff right like, there's a um, there's a there's a need to laugh and thank god there's people that are really good at 
Megan's like, one of the gifts I'm going to give my daughter is, you know, I love them watching the Carol Burnett shows. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the outtakes, mm. o- almost more than anything else, because the outtakes is when, like, the Tim, Tim Conway was just like, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna take everybody Absolutely. to town right now. Absolutely. And he was a master of it, right? Right. And that's a, that's a, that's the wonderful thing about great comedians is that if if they're dialed into their audience um, and they've got impeccable timing, right? They are going to be able to read everybody in that room, and they can pull people in, they mm-hmm. can push people away, sure. they can make like Steve them Martin. feel just amazing. Oh yeah. And so when you look at the when you look at the ride that a, a, a very talented comedian can give an audience. Um, I mean, it's it's a true gift. And sure. One of the, when when Clint mentioned the thing about Young Life, one of the things I loved about humor in Young Life is because we were trying to get kids that probably didn't give a rip about God uh, and didn't know anything about these, you know, youth pastor type folks mm-hmm. that are standing in front of them. Anything about them, humor was always a way. And I think you mentioned it earlier to break down barriers and create a clean slate and put everybody on the same playing field. Wow, that well said. That was like really well said. Not only that, but I think sometimes you, you're dealing with more than just apathy. You're dealing with animosity. Sure. It's like my, you know, the last interaction I had with the church is they were calling my mom and they're like the, the first hypocrites that I was telling you about. <laughs> they're like, hey, I heard the second hypocrites. Are getting, you know, like I thought it was a denomination for a while. Right? <laughs> sure. But, sure. Uh, but, but I, I, th- I think that they're, and that's why I think it's worth, uh, like one of, one of the best things I can do for my daughters is, is show them what made their dad laugh during the worst moments of his life and there's times with my daughters like when I know they're pretty upset of something like I'll make them go listen to something funny oh wow before I talk to them about something right because it's 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 a it's a it's a form of medicine in a Sets way like you're, well you're messing with some chemistry when you start laughing you're releasing yeah. you know dopamine and endorphins no, that's scientific and, right there yeah, yeah. and so I part mean, of me is like hey you got to listen like my knee-jerk reaction when I get worn out and stressed up here a lot of times I, I'll, I'll go watch like there's some that are automatic. Like you watch Will Ferrell outtakes. Oh my gosh! I, you can't. Yeah. You can't make it through it. Like you no. can't. You, and it does make you see the world differently. When you realize and you watch how many times that they try to do a, a specific, oh. a particular scene, and they can't oh. because they're cracking up so much oh, because yeah. it's gold. Yep. Oh my gosh! They're going to take twenty, thirty takes to do one. You know oh, yeah. the, what you see in the theaters, and sometimes, and just sometimes, if you're watching closely, you can see them kind of break character and pop a grin real quick they're just trying to keep it together i love watching the snl uh, breaking characters sure and you could see all of them like i'm gonna get jimmy fallon on this one. Oh yeah he's famous for breaking character yeah or bill Hader. oh you yeah know? oh yeah you and the can. great the great thing about those times when you get into that rhythm and you get into that almost <clears throat> um cycle of not being able to stop laughing oh, after that yes. after that's over you feel so great. What? Ha- what? Ha- you, we know what he's talking about, right? Whenever you just start laughing, and like you and your buddy, you could have been six years old, where you just can't stop laughing. Everything that just happens, it's you're hilarious. laughing at him laughing, and like, you have no idea why. Yeah, it's there's contagious. Gotta, well, I don't understand. Like, there's like, a there's a YouTube uh, clip where a guy gets on a subway, and he just starts laughing. And it becomes infectious throughout the whole subway. How long car. is this clip? It it might be two. Is this from minutes. Die Hard when Bruce Willis was started <laughs> laughing? And when... Oh my gosh! So we have to listen to it.
All right, all you ologies listeners, that's it for today. Join us next time. Thanks for listening in. Bye.